Mr. Crowley will see you now. Part 3 of the Taboo Romances series. Written by Angel Snuffbox and read by Literarian. Chapter 2 Aziraphale didn't really think he'd be calling Crowley so soon. Or ever, to be frank. It had been a couple weeks since the interview, and sure, he'd added Crowley's number into his list of contacts, but he hadn't planned on actually calling him. But unmistakably, that was what he was doing at the moment, one shoulder leaning on the sticky wall of a dingy bar, his phone tightly pressed to his ear in a meagre attempt to drown out the loud music. As the rings poured in, Aziraphale beamed a loose and loopy smile. Alcohol imbued and swaying on his feet, he turned his smile into a furious pout when the other end of the line was picked up. This is Anthony J. Crowley. Yes, hello, Mr. Anthony. Aziraphale's tone was sickly sweet and slurred at the edges. A guy who had been staring at him since he'd first stepped up to the bar slouched on the wall a few inches away. Aziraphale shot him an icy glare. Who is this? You don't remember me? I um, thought you're much smarter. Smarter than that. Aziraphale? He clicked his fingers. Yes, that's the one. Why are you calling? Are you drunk? Oh, I've had a few drinks. Who cares? Aziraphale momentarily moved the phone from his ear to glare at the screen, as though that glare would somehow be received by the person on the other end of the line. When he returned it to his ear... Crowley was already speaking. Long day, so just tell me, where are you? What do you care? <laughs> he heard Crowley sigh in resignation. Uh, then is there any particular reason why you called? As a matter of fact, there is. It's been two weeks since the... the... The interview? Aziraphale nodded. I'm guessing you just nodded and didn't even think that I couldn't see it. Yes, it's been two weeks since we met. And? You didn't call, Aziraphale said icily. What fancy sexy CEO like you think you're too good for someone like me? I'll have you know that I do impeccably well in my program, and I can quote Shakespeare at will. <laughs> he cut himself off at a hiccup before resuming. And I'm pretty, very pretty. You don't know what you're missing. Hold up in that giant cement box as you are. A few seconds of silence, and then... Aziraphale, I don't have your phone number. 
I gave you mine. Aziraphale's pout fell limp on his flushed face. Oh. Now, seriously, where are you? Are you with anyone right now? Because you really shouldn't. I am tickety-boo. Now I really must go. The cadence of marked propriety returned to his voice, albeit a bit distorted at some points. A very good evening to you, sir. Crowley was spouting something mid-sentence when Aziraphale hung up. Full satisfaction coursed through Aziraphale when he turned off his phone. There! He'd finally given Crowley a piece of his mind. Now he could move on and forget about him. The night was still fairly young, or at least he thought it was. Bit hard to tell in his current situation. He'd come in straight after his exams with the firm resolution to rid his mind of any lingering thoughts about tousled red hair, sinfully long fingers and seductively sauntering hips. The past two weeks he'd been a ball of uncertainty, wanting so badly to talk to Crowley, but at the same time fearing having to see him again. Now and then, he'd remember the way Crowley had blatantly seemed to undress him with his eyes. Had that only been his imagination, or was Crowley really interested in him? He couldn't do it, though. He couldn't muster up the courage to call. It was much too big an ordeal for him. Much better to play it safe. Besides, Aziraphale was fine being alone and single. He may be a virgin, but he wasn't desperate. He wove his way through the sweaty crowd, for he wasn't sure how long, but when he emerged on the other side, there was the burly guy who'd been staring at him again. Aziraphale vaguely recognized him from philosophy class. He rolled his eyes. Really, Grant, I told you I'm not interested. Grant didn't appear to accept that as a valid answer, though. He went up to Aziraphale's side. Come on, baby, don't be like that. He slung an arm around Aziraphale's shoulder, pulling him close. Aziraphale's vision went a tad woozy. Oh, he said, his voice going tight when something unpleasant curled in his stomach. Please don't jostle me like that. I, I don't feel... Tell me what you need. A bed? I can take you back to my flat, let you get a proper rest. Aziraphale tried to shake his head, but it hurt to do so. I don't think that would... The arm around him tightened to near discomfort, a heavy strain around his neck. Aziraphale attempted to extricate himself from it, but he was being much too sluggish for his own liking. 
He had the feeling that something unpleasant was about to happen, and the sickening sensation roiling in his stomach raised tenfold when he saw the smarmy grin spreading on Grant's face. Come on, Aziraphale, it'll be fun. He was leaning in. Aziraphale's glassy eyes went wide and he pushed on the man's chest, mumbling incoherently and cursing himself for his useless, stumbling feet. No, 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 no! God, was it a shitty idea to get sozzled tonight. The tip of Grant's nose brushed his cheek when Aziraphale turned his face away. He squeezed his eyes shut against the queasiness that still hadn't stopped. The next thing he knew, the weight over his shoulders was being lifted, searing friction rubbing at his nape as the arm was dragged away from him. Hey, he said, no, you ass. Through the bar's dim lighting, Aziraphale managed to make out Grant, stumbling backwards as he grasped his shoulder and glaring furiously at someone behind Aziraphale. Pulse quickening, Aziraphale turned back and saw a tall, red-haired figure hovering above his left shoulder. Get the fuck away from him. Crowley's voice was chillingly calm, though the look in his eyes said murder. Through his drunken haze, Aziraphale felt a twinge of arousal as he stared longingly at his tight jawline. Well, hurry up. Grant glanced between the two of them. What the hell? Aziraphale licked his parched lips. You heard him. He wasn't sure if that had been the right thing to say, but he reckoned he must have said something right because Crowley's arm slipped around his waist, pressing him tightly to the much sturdier figure. I don't want to have to tell you twice, Crowley said. Grant shook his head and finally walked away. The moment he turned his back, Crowley pulled away from him, which was a shame, really. Aziraphale had been very much enjoying being in his arms. Aziraphale, he said sternly, arms crossed over his chest. You're here! He was starry-eyed for only a moment, then he pursed his lips and scoffed. I don't remember telling you where I was, so you're a stalker now. What? You, you tracked down my phone, didn't you? That's what all the rich villains do in the films. You realize this is the only bar within an hour's travel from campus. I took a guess, and not a difficult one at that. Aziraphale wrinkled his nose. I do so hate when you make sense. Look, I was already driving when you called, and I was worried, all right? 
Did you come here with anyone? It'd be best if you head home. Aziraphale shook his head and immediately regretted it when a fresh wave of nausea overtook him. Crowley groaned. Ugh. Then tell me where you live so I can drive you. What, so you can stalk me? Bang on my windows in the middle of the night, perhaps use my pillow to murder me in my sleep? Wow, you're definitely a lit major. I'm not about to give you that sad, sad faction, Aziraphale said, smug. Crowley brought out his smartphone and scowled at the lit screen. Aziraphale was momentarily entranced with how his long fingers elegantly curled around the gadget. He chewed on his lip, thoughts drifting elsewhere, of those fingers curled around something else. Crowley muttered under his breath. If I knew how troublesome you'd be. Troublesome? Aziraphale gasped, scandalized. I'll have you know you're insufferable. His speech was cut off by a violent wretch up his throat. The next moment he bent forward, hunched over, as he spilled out his guts all over Crowley's shoes. He was still a little disoriented when he finished, dragging himself up to meet Crowley's face, masked with inscrutable emotion. Oh, I, I didn't mean to. Crowley hopped twice on the floor, shaking his foot to no avail. Shit, oh shit! These are suede. Aziraphale was sure he had a snarky reply ready at his tongue, or at the very least a coherent apology of some sort. But the dizziness returned full force when he attempted to straighten up, and suede was the last thing he heard before he promptly passed out. When Aziraphale came to, he was sprawled diagonally on an unfamiliar bed, his pounding head wedged into the crevice between two dense pillows. The yellow light that filtered from beneath the blinds let him know that it was already the next day, hopefully still morning. He rolled himself over on the pristine white sheets with a loud groan. Fragments of last night's events slowly trickled into his mind, pouring in like the glass after glass of liquor he'd put into his bloodstream. The loud music. A weird phone call. Someone's arm around his shoulder. A sensation of immense relief hitting him just a second before he'd come face to face with Crowley. Aziraphale sat up so quickly he gave himself a whiplash. Ow! He held the side of his head and pressed against a nasty throb. 
A glance down at his chest showed that he was wrapped in a fluffy white robe with a hotel logo embroidered at the front. Panic rose in his throat as he peered inside. He was still dressed in his undershirt and boxes. Where the heck were his clothes? He opened his parched mouth to try to air it out, wincing when the taste of acid burned his tongue. He had probably puked last night. Not only could he still taste it, he could also smell it, pungent and sticky on his skin, making him shudder with disgust. He had a vague recollection of talking with Crowley, but he couldn't for the life of him manage to retrieve much more. A couple of soft knocks sounded from the other side of the door. Aziraphale breathed heavily, closing the rope more tightly over his chest. Who is it? It's Crowley. Aziraphale wanted so badly to melt into the sheets. He couldn't face Crowley like this. It seemed, though, that he had no other choice. Another throwaway glance around the room didn't help him to find his clothes anywhere. He sat upright, attempting as much of a dignified stance as he could. Come in! Crowley stepped into the room and his breath caught in his throat. This was Aziraphale's first time seeing him outside of a slim dark suit. In place of it, he had on a tight black t-shirt matched with a pair of denims wrapping like snakeskin around his long legs. Denims! Aziraphale was absolutely done for. Welcome back to the land of sobriety, Aziraphale. Aziraphale huffed and averted his gaze, hating how warm his cheeks felt. This was far too much a dose of sexy to deal with this early in the morning and on a hangover, no less. You really are a stalker, aren't you? Aziraphale said, more out of a reluctance to face his own awkwardness at this situation than anything else. This was the absolute last state he wanted Crowley to see him in. Why did you take me to a hotel? Crowley shrugged. You wouldn't tell me where you live. Did you undress me? He asked archly. Well, yeah, the results of which you now see before you. You didn't have to do that. Actually, I did. Your clothes were covered in sick. Aziraphale's stern pout faltered a fraction. And where did you sleep? Crowley smirked, his measured level of calmness grating on Aziraphale's nerves. You think I can't afford a suite with two rooms, sweetheart? Ah, ah. Raphael folded his hands on his lap, 
squeezing the blankets and probably wrinkling them permanently. His embarrassment only grew as more and more memories poured in. I'm very sorry to have called you. That wasn't very... I mean, I was not quite myself. Crowley crossed over to the side of the bed and handed him a glass of water. Drink this. Aziraphale took the glass, trying not to fixate on the way their hands brushed and proceeded to soothe his parched throat. Silently, he set down the glass on the nightstand. Thank you. Did you have fun last night? Aziraphale couldn't resist shooting him a murderous look. Crowley grinned and held his hands up in a gesture of surrender. It's a genuine question. In response, Azi Raphael rubbed his face and released a soft grunt. Hmm. I don't even remember half of it. I am truly sorry for being such an inconvenience. An inconvenience. Sure, let's call it that. Crowley perched himself on the edge of the bed, turning sideways to face him. Gave me an interesting night, though, I'll tell you that. Aziraphale flushed hotly. We didn't do any... did we? Oh, but we did. Crowley put on a grave expression, nodding slowly. Nothing turns me on more than a man covered in his own sick Aziraphale. It's like you know me so well. Shut up! Aziraphale snapped, scowling as Crowley began to laugh. Whatever else it is you're about to say, just shut up! Crowley gave him a mock pout. Is that how you talk to a fancy sexy CEO? Utterly mortified, Aziraphale buried his reddened face in his hands. He'd really gone and said that to Anthony J. Crowley. Can we please forget that ever happened? You're being no fun. Come on, humor me, Crowley replied. He leaned just a bit closer brown eyes bearing down full force on Aziraphale. What if I don't want to forget it? Aziraphale's breathing hitched. He held the sheets a bit higher up his chest, finding Crowley much too close, though unwilling to pull himself away. You're not the boss of me. He inwardly congratulated himself for managing a complete sentence. I know, Crowley said, his voice unnervingly deep. This close, Aziraphale could smell clean soap from his skin, mingling with a scent that was distinctly Crowley. Which is exactly why you're getting off easy right now. Aziraphale's eyes went wide. What do you mean by that? 
The tip of Crowley's tongue darted past his lips, drawing Aziraphale's gaze to its movement. Let's just say that I'm of a mind to have you disciplined for that stunt you pulled last night. A searing thrill ran through him at the odd choice of words. Aziraphale could barely take them all in. Disciplined? Crowley's fingers went up to his face, brushing over the soft skin of his cheek, grazing the thin strands of blonde hair beside his ear. If you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. Aziraphale's jaw dropped. How do I become yours? was the first thought that rang through his mind. He quickly shook himself out of it. What was the matter with him? Aziraphale did not believe in love at first sight, but second sight, maybe? Because Crowley was captivating right now. His mind tossed and turned around the ridiculous concept. As if Crowley would even consider being in love with someone like him. But he could see in the sparkle of mischief lighting up his beautiful eyes that Crowley liked to be excited. He liked a challenge. Moreover, Crowley seemed to like him and he could easily be the game that Crowley wanted to play. Aziraphale bit on the corner of his lip, a flicker of satisfaction curling in him when he noticed Crowley's gaze dropping to it. Am I ever so glad I'm not yours then, he said haughtily, though he was certain it contrasted with the blush still covering his face. Crowley's hand skimmed down the side of his arm, burning through the thick rope that separated their skin. Aziraphale shivered, highly tempted to lean into the touch. The hand withdrew quickly, and Crowley leaned in to whisper low in his ear. You won't be for long. So, I've given it plenty of thought this past week. The announcement made Crowley drop his fork on the table, pinning Aziraphale with a suddenly grave look. For his part, Aziraphale pretended not to notice. Pretended that he wasn't currently feeling like his heart was about to drop on the floor with sheer anxiety. He cut through his steak with marvellous precision, taking his sweet time in tearing off a bite and putting it into his mouth with a happy moan. Much to his satisfaction, Crowley propped his chin on his hand, leaning forward on his seat. About what, Angel? You know what, he replied, relishing the feel of Crowley's eyes on him. 
He loved it when he could hold Crowley's attention like this, even if it were only in the small things. The agreement. Still, the thought of translating this dynamic into something more, something that required plenty more touching and likely far less clothing, was incredibly daunting to him. Shy glances and little flirtations were his comfort zone. Those he could readily do, and he loved doing it with no one more than Crowley. It was flattering. The idea that an ordinary chubby uni student like himself could catch the eye of someone like Crowley. But over the past two months that they had been going on these little dates, he couldn't help but be wary of how much he showed. He was always careful not to show too much of himself, fearful that he might expose more than he ought to, and Crowley would see something he didn't like. And wasn't that just the most bothersome thing about all this? The 15-page contract that Crowley had mailed him over a week ago sat on his nightstand. Fifteen pages of negotiated sexual acts written in full legalese. Aziraphale had scribbled in some of his own notes, crossing out a lot of the others, though he had yet to hand it over to Crowley. It was supposed to be a two-way thing, just as much about Aziraphale's needs as it was about Crowley's. But even though Aziraphale knew by now that he could trust Crowley to take care of him, it still felt like a huge step in their relationship, whatever it was at the moment. Crowley raised his brows. I'm surprised you're actually taking it seriously. It looks very serious. You didn't think I actually had the blasted thing, so I showed it to you. We don't have to do it if you don't want to. Aziraphale knew that he meant well, but the flippancy of his remark made him feel small. Because even if Crowley had sent him the contract as a joke, there was no denying the reason that Crowley had a prepared contract in the first place. He'd done it before with other people, possibly tons of them. Not for the first time, Aziraphale cursed his own lack of experience. He wrenched the edges of his napkin on his lap, speaking in a careful tone. It was a joke for me, but as I understand it, you have, in fact, engaged in... before. Crowley softened marginally. Yes, Aziraphale, I am, in fact, a dominant. The way he'd said it was so casual and it only served to remind Aziraphale how very different the worlds they lived in were. And you have been with people before. You seem uncomfortable with this. Aziraphale shook his head. 
No, please. I promise I'm in no way judging you. I would simply like to know what I'm getting myself into. Plain surprise was evident on Crowley's face. Hang on. What you're getting yourself into? Let me get this straight. You want to be my submissive. Aziraphale's cheeks went flaming red. Instinctively, he grabbed for his glass and gulped down half of his wine. Have to be honest, Crowley said. I didn't even think you'd be familiar with that. Aziraphale rolled his eyes. I'm a literature student, my dear boy. Of course I'm familiar. Right. Should have known. This is in no way a confirmation, Aziraphale resumed in his usual prim and proper tone. Merely an indication that I am considering it. However, as per the agreement's terms, I want to negotiate for something in return. Crowley tilted his head, deeply fascinated. I'm listening. Aziraphale willed himself not to blush. I'm not like you, he began, gathering up his courage. I'm not as experienced. I've never even been in a proper relationship with anyone. Crowley's lips twitched at that. A matter that I would like to rectify soon, if you'll let me. Aziraphale lost the battle with the blood rushing to his cheeks as butterflies surged in his stomach. Yes, uh, about that. I do think that I'd like that, but I would like to go about it slowly. I want romance. Oh? Crowley said. I'm not even surprised. I'd like a proper courtship if... if you please. He was embarrassed again, the end of his statement trailing off into a mumble as he shyly glanced back down at his lap. It was exhausting to shift wildly between the extremes of his confidence scale multiple times in one day, but that tended to happen whenever he was with Crowley. Courtship, said Crowley, leaning back and shooting Aziraphale a handsome grin tinged with danger. I think I can do that.